Welcome back to City of Desert. I'm Father David Abernathy, and we're continuing our discussion of the Philokalia, in particular writings on the prayer of the heart. And uh, we're reading currently St. Hezekiah of Jerusalem, his thoughts on sobriety and unceasing prayer. And if you're following along in the text, we're picking up on page 295, paragraph 83. And up until this point, uh, Hezekiah has been focusing in particular upon the virtue of humility. And the next few paragraphs are some of his closing thoughts about this. And so in paragraph 83, he writes, Peculiar to a star is the light that surrounds it. And peculiar to those who worship and fear God are poverty and humility. For there is nothing so distinctive nor is there so plain a sign of the disciples of Christ as a humble spirit and an unpretentious appearance. This is interesting. He uh, lays out for us the distinctive qualities of the Christian, humility and poverty. And uh, poverty in particular, as I was thinking about this and reading over it again this morning, uh, may be the most difficult for us to, to understand or to embrace. We live in a culture with such great abundance. To hear that Hezekiah say that poverty is a distinctive quality uh, is immediately a, a challenge for us to greater conversion of life. We have a tendency towards consumerism of clinging to material goods, and so not uh, really being reflective of the detachment that we see in the person of Christ, whose very food was simply to do the will of his heavenly Father, who had no place to, to lay his head. Um, and so when we read these words from Hezekiah, it forces us to think about how it is that we reconcile the great abundance that we have and sometimes the great excess that we have in our life with, with his view. How is it that we move to this greater embrace of this distinctive quality, and not only externally in regards to poverty, in regards to material goods, but uh, a kind of poverty of spirit. Uh, often we can be very willful and emphasize our personal freedom, whereas for Christ, uh, his one desire was to embrace the will of the Heavenly Father. So embracing a kind of spiritual poverty is also in question here for us too. And so as we think about this today, as well as the, the virtue of humility, how fully are they reflected in, in our lives? Are they truly distinctive enough that they would even be noticed as, by others or that we would be seen as Christians by others, at least in light of what Hezekiah uh, would say here. All four Gospels, he goes on to say, speak of this. And he who does not live thus humbly loses his portion in him who humbled himself willingly, 
even unto the cross and unto death. And so there is a, a great urgency in Hezekiah's words and an eschatological element that our destiny uh, is dependent upon uh, how fully we embrace these distinctive qualities. The, this has been something that has been commanded by Christ. It's found in all the Gospels. Uh, it's reflected in the life of Christ. And our salvation is dependent upon our embracing it ourselves. He then says, Who was also himself lawgiver and of divine commandments in the Holy Gospel, and has shown by his deeds and his life, as described in the Gospels, the commandments obligatory for us. And so humility and poverty are not optional qualities for us as Christians. They are obligatory. They are commandments for us. And so once again, we have to reconsider our lives in light of what Hezekiah teaches. The lack of these two distinctive qualities, these two virtues, Hezekiah teaches, also has an effect upon all of the other virtues that we would seek to embrace, that they lose their value without these distinctive qualities, that in a sense they become darkened and unrecognizable if these fundamental characteristics of Christ are lacking within us. And so in paragraph 84 he writes, It is said, Ho, everyone that thirsteth, come ye to the waters, and you who thirst for God, come in purity of mind and heart. But he who flies high in this must look also to the earth of his beggarly state. For no one is higher than he who is humble. And when there is no light, all things are obscure and dark. So when there is no humility, all our acts are foolish, vain, and barren. And so even though our acts be good, and recognized as being good by others, if we are lacking uh, humility and poverty, that there is something deficient within us, and there's a kind of vanity in our spiritual life uh, as well. Uh, we hear similar things in the writings of the Fathers when, for example, they discuss theology, that theology without proper formation of mind and heart uh, becomes not theology, uh, but rather demonic theology, not reflective of an experiential knowledge of God, but rather all vanity. And so he's saying the same thing here about our lives as Christians. If they are lacking uh, in the experience of humility and true poverty, then it makes all of our other works vain, and one might even say demonic, that the Christian life lacking these virtues uh, becomes not just less than what it should be, uh, but a mockery uh, of what it is meant to be. Our lack of obedience in this regard, our failure to in, embrace these distinctive qualities has an impact upon our vision of God. Uh, Hezekiah in the next paragraphs tells us that when we lack humility and when we lack poverty, all things become dark for us. Rather than illumined by the divine light, we find ourselves walking in darkness and so unable to truly see God and to experience him through contemplation. And so in paragraph 85, he states it rather bluntly. 
He writes, let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments, both in thought and outwardly. For if in thought you compel yourself to keep them, you will seldom need to struggle for that in outward things. For David says, I delight to do thy will, O my God. Yea, thy law is within my heart. So our lack of obedience uh, in this regard affects us both inwardly and outwardly. Uh, We will seldom, he tells us, need to struggle in the spiritual life if these two virtues are rooted deeply within us. All that the Lord asks of us in the Gospels will be embraced with great clarity and greater ease. But lacking that, our life will become a, a great struggle and we will find ourselves walking in darkness. And so in 86, he concludes by saying, If a man shall not do the will of God and the law of God in his belly, that is within his heart, neither will he be able easily to do it externally. And moreover, he who is not sober but indifferent says to God, as it were, I desire not the knowledge of thy ways. Such a man is altogether wanting in divine illumination. For he who partakes of this illumination shall not only keep the law in his heart with full conviction, but shall also have strength to live it in in accordance with it. So, failing to have these virtues, we are in essence saying to God that we do not desire to fulfill his commandments, that we do not desire to live the gospel. And so we find ourselves struggling more and more to maintain the life. And our lives become less and less a reflection of of Christ to the world. That brings us to the end of this episode. If you happen to have any questions or thoughts, feel free to email me at cityadesert at gmail.com and we'll try to address it either through email or in the next episode. Uh, Next week, we'll pick up with uh, what the embrace of humility and poverty actually offer to the soul, the sweetness of soul that we are given by God. And so thank you for joining us once again and see you next week. Mm Thank you.